till you drowned are the words the singer screams And I drink a toast to the ghost of all the things I have seen Cause we are all trying so hard to be all the things that we're not Like pretty and smart and clever and hard When we're all just weak and lost And I am at it again back to sin and I am at it again trying to let the demons win Nathaniel South, and we are at it again. Woo! We are in the new year. Uh, whew. I don't know. Like, I just, uh, <laughs> I just, I have these, I have these moments where I just, um, I just feel like, uh, 2020 never stopped and this is not this is not a new thing I know I'm not alone in this but man does it just some days it just fucking feels like this motherfucker started and actually it's different than that it's almost like 2016 happened and then that molded and morphed and like congealed into 2020 and then that combined bullshit just never let go. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm, I'm old, I'm getting older, and, you know, things just kind of, like, hit different when you are in the middle part of your life and you're looking over at uh, the, you know, the <laughs> the end is closer than the beginning. And so things just kind of stick with you uh, in a different way. And um, it's a bummer. Uh, it's it's not the end of the world, but it's uh, it is a bummer. So um, here we are. And, uh, you know, I am glad I am, I am thankful for so many things too. I am, I am thankful for, uh, Patrick and Brett. I am thankful for, uh, Loon the band as an entity, as a place for me to work through and sometimes just express what I've worked through in my own personal life and my own traumas and issues of which there are many. I am, I am thankful and grateful for you, dear listener. Um, I appreciate you all that listen and, um, say nice things or, or at the very least just keep listening I am grateful for uh, the well and the Krishna den 
and uh, these uh, venues and places to to play and uh, and a musical uh, scene, which I hate. I hate that word. Uh, a community, a musical artistic community that is um, pretty pretty special. I'm grateful for all that. I'm I am grateful for a lot of things. And I have a lot of hopes that are still very strong and very real. But I'm also very aware and constantly aware and you guys hear me constantly communicate that there there's just no getting around the um realities of of our current moment in time and so you know we we will we will continue to communicate that that stuff to and confront it and and deal with it as a community i um just uh i think i mentioned on here i finally upgraded my tourniquets uh, for my for my two IFACs, the one that I keep here in my apartment and the one that I keep in my car, um, I I cannot I cannot I cannot encourage you more to um, get a good IFAC. That's an individual first aid kit. Um, get something with a. Uh, the ability to to deal with more serious um, bleeding wounds, um, so something with quick clots, something with uh, quick clot bandages, uh, with uh, good tourniquets. Um, either take a stop the bleed course, or or look up videos and kind of learn basic trauma response. And, um, then, uh, I also, uh, finally broke down and, and got some, um, you know, uh, storable food, which is, uh, harder than it should be if you don't eat meat, <laughs> which, uh, I'm, I don't think I've ever talked about on here, but I'm, I'm a pest, I've been a pescatarian now for, um, like a decade almost. So like I I I you know pescatarian I'll, I I fish and shellfish but no no mammals no poultry I've been that way for a long time um and um but I finally found uh found one at um oh I can't I can't remember what the the name of it is off the top of my head um I don't know I feel weird about promoting specific especially in the prepper world like a lot of those companies are fucking garbage and you just kind of have to hold your nose and buy it even though they they're usually not personally uh uh, uh, uh some of them are some of them are aggressively politically active a lot of them are just fucking capitalist right which means that they just uh uh poke at or allude to certain politics and ideas just cause they want to fucking sell shit. But, uh, it's, it's weird out there, but, um, 
one of the one of the ones that is is more popular. I finally found a a seventy two hour kit that um was was ninety percent compatible with my my diet and um I they were running a deal where I could get two of them for the price of one. So like that made me excited. Um and so uh you know that's a uh, six days of food. I don't think I don't think that anyone needs more than that, but I think that it's good to have like storable food around for a lot of reasons. I am I am I am personally am not one of these um people that talks about you know potential uh situations that might cause issues that thinks that uh access to food is going to necessarily be one of our big issues there's a lot of food around there's a lot of canned food around uh i i do think um i've had i've had about 6 months of water for mm, 3 years now 4 years now uh i do think that's pretty wise and it's not hard to do like um when i say six months of water i you know you just look up uh, these are all like i'm so fucking bad at remembering certain things off top of my head i just looked up how much uh a, a person needs per day in water and then just bought you know uh big uh big slabs of bottles of water until I, until I had about six months worth. And, um, I also have like some, you know, of the purifying tablets and, and that kind of thing. Uh, I can't remember. I think I might have one of the life straws too. Uh, I think these are all just smart things to have around, especially if you do any kind of hiking or, or go anywhere where there's not a lot of people. It is very, always smart to bring some way of purifying water and, uh, you know, at least a day's worth of food because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, uh, I think those are just smart things to do. Um, so yeah, that's just something that I did this week that I thought I would talk about. Um, I don't have any specific political stuff to talk about. Um, I'm sure some of you are excited about that because I talk about shit all the time. Uh, I mean, fuck Biden. Uh, I think it's just it's just very poetic that he also is <laughs> has fucking documents that he's not supposed to have at, at his residence because of course he does because because they all do because like they're all fucking terrible it's just like trump was also a fascist and terrible you know like reagan was a fucking white supremacist and terrible you know trump is a fascist and terrible like uh obama fucking slaughtered motherfuckers with drones like it was, you know, his, uh, not just his job, but his passion. So they all suck. They, they do. And, um, I, I, uh, appreciate, um, non-lethal moments. So Biden being a, a piece of shit that also had documents at his house doesn't, um, hurt human beings. 
So like I appreciate moments that point out the hypocrisy of all of the politics that don't actually involve hurting people. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I think I said, if I remember correctly, I said last week, just moving right along, uh, last week that I was just going to hammer through the last three, um, songs on don't give up the ship that I haven't done deep dives on. And in typical me, uh, I'm, I lied cause, uh, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I re- was reminded of, uh, the squirrel nut zippers, uh, this week. And now I just want to talk about the squirrel nut zippers. So I'm going to, and that pushes right on into this week's, uh, I'm going to call it a quasi throwback to hot topics. Uh, this is not a band. No, I probably still would have. You catch me on the right day at, when I was working at Hot Topic. I would have talked about the Squirrel Nut Zippers because, um, even even then when I was at my most fucking metal, I still liked pointing out there's a lot of music in the world and 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 you can't just live off of metal alone. Uh, I like almost everybody in my age group was was right there at the actual beginning of of the squirrel nut zippers uh in in the 2000s around 95 96 there was um this resurgence of of swing bands um the the neo swing movement is what they called it um you had uh the Big Bad Voodoo Daddies, uh, which I believe were from the West Coast. You had the Royal Crown Review and uh, Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Cherry Poppin' Daddies, at one point, the most popular of that neo-swing and fucking problematic as fuck. I mean, that that Cherry Poppin' Daddies album was really good. And their name is horrific. It's terrible. Like, it's a terrible name. So fucking gross. And a lot of the lyrics in that record were fucking rough, uh, just not good. Um, uh, then you had uh, 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 Brian Setzer, uh, who is always there when one of these movements starts back up again. Uh, Brian Setzer put together a big band and kind of did his version of Swing, which was still pretty rockabilly. Um because uh, swing is not a guitar centered uh music uh, a lot of the neo neo swing bands had a lot more guitar in them which was kind of their angle and probably why they they got big again is uh uh especially in the 90s you know you just guitar is one of those things that's it's a language people are it's easy to understand and then you had like um you had um the Squirrel Nut Zippers, which which just scored uh, a couple of big hits, um, the biggest being Hell in '96, uh, and uh, put a lid on it. Was also got some got some real airplay, um, and I am not I am not the best person to explain this, but I'm going to try to anyways. There, Brian Setzer. If you listen to the Brian Setzer Orchestra. That is, like I said, a lot of that album, or a couple albums, I think they put out like two or three albums, 
It is very much rockabilly with like a little bit more of a swing influence, which is to say a little, you know, a full orchestra, a full big, full big band, uh, the big band sound. I, I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but like you had a big band movement at one point, you know, the popular dance hall, um, stuff was, uh, big bands and then big bands started doing stuff like swing music and, uh, you know, it's all, it's all quasi rock and roll, rock and roll adjacent, but it's, it's mostly, you know, just stuff that you can dance to, which a lot of the original rock and roll is all, all of the original rock and roll is all derived from that, you know, stuff to dance to, you know, kids would go and dance to it. It's a, it was a long journey from, you know, the, jazz and blues to you know fucking black flag like that's a that's a big long interesting journey but uh nuance is not pop's thing so everybody gets lumped into the same stuff kind of like how soundgarden alice in chains Pearl Jam and Nirvana and the Smashing Pumpkins were all called grunge and they are all fucking as different as you could imagine. They're musically, structurally all very different groups of artists doing very different things, but that doesn't make for an easy Rolling Stones article. And also part of it is, is that when you have a group of musicians that all get popular at the same time, or one person's popularity helps, you know, another group that is vaguely that same thing, you know, it all gets kind of muddied and messy. And all of this is a really long way of saying that I, you know, the Squirrel Nut Zippers isn't a swing band. They weren't a, a neo swing band. They weren't a big band. They are like a... They're like a jazz band and like a New Orleans uh, uh, um, uh, parade band. I forget what the the name of the New Orleans parade band. They're they're like a lot of southern jazz influences all kind of mixed together, and then weird, and then just a big whole helping spoonful of fucking weird. And I remember when Hell came out, just instantaneously being attracted to everything about it. It was just so fucking weird and and creepy and unsettling and fun. It was all of those things all at the same time. And I loved that. I loved it. It was um, so unlike anything that I had listened to or or, uh, dealt with up until that point in a popular music sense. I grew up listening to a lot of classical and, and gospel and, you know, things that were jazz adjacent and 
my father was a brass player and um so i had a lot of that kind of stuff that floated through the house um so i i'm not i maybe that was part of it maybe i was just primed for what what i do know is that before squirrel nut zippers i did not know or pay attention much to jazz like it just seemed like just something that I just, I don't even know if I had an opinion on jazz. I just I mean I was I was 16. Like uh I just don't think that it even like you know, I've I know I've I had heard some like Dizzy Gillespie and stuff like that cuz there's just some some of those jazz guys had stuff that was just so mainstream that you kind of run into it, but it's not like I could have told you who Miles Davis was or Coltrane or even really who Dizzy Gillespie was other than the guy that, um, you know, played, you know, they were trumpet player and, and, um, had the, the low voice. I think I'm getting there. I think Dizzy Gillespie is the one I'm thinking of. Um, and squirrel nut zippers really opened up my brain to that language which you know uh by the time i'm 27 28 i'm starting to dip my toes into jazz um it, it is Jazz is very intimidating, especially when um, you're a musician yourself and you can kind of tell that they're operating like, yeah, I've, I have watched, you know, at, at, at like the Elkhart Jazz Fest and stuff. Like I've watched jazz bands where I'm like, oh, this is just, this is not, these people are trying to punch higher than they should. Um, which just kind of happens in music and any art, but when you're a musician and you hear Coltrane or you hear Miles Davis, um, you fucking know, (laughs) like, even if you don't know exactly, you, you know, you're like, oh, these, these folks are better than me. (laughs) They're better than me, and they're better than everyone I know. Uh, They are doing stuff that is in a whole other place. Um, uh, And then, you know, after a a few years of listening to uh, Miles and Coltrane, I then, you know, dipped my toes even further into the real weird shit which is your moon dog and your uh sun Ra's. and like that is like i won't even i can't i can't do much of that stuff for long periods of time because it is impossible for me to explain it is it is the same way i feel about zappa um it is it is so musically complex and is and is working in a language and in a a way that is so 
advanced and yet free that it is it is it is hard when you're a four on the floor five chord wonder like it is it's not just intimidating it's almost like i like it it almost um hurts like it it's the um it's the same way I, I feel about some classical, I hate some, some composers, you know, there's some, um, Tchaikovsky and, uh, Beethoven, uh, that makes me feel weird because it is so musically complex and emotive that, um, I don't know. It's it's a very hard feeling and emotion for me to explain. And it is not that um, you know, rock and roll makes me cry, you know, uh but I it's a different feeling than than what uh folk and punk and even bluegrass and rock and roll um does. I th- I think a a great way, you know, not a great way because these might st- still be obscure for for some of y'all. Um, there's a a, a a more modern bluegrass band called Trampled by Turtles, and they're great. And a lot of you might know, or the Abbott Brothers. Um, also, kind of like um, uh, they've 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 strayed away from the the bluegrass path, but they, their roots, like the first, like three Abbott brothers records are all very bluegrass. And you listen to those and they are great and beautiful and wonderful and fun and, um, emotional. But then you listen to like the punch brothers and you, especially like the first punch brothers record, which is mainly a big, um, uh, singular piece in like four movements or five movements. I I don't know if it's a sonata. I can't remember what, what it, what it is specifically, but it is a four movement piece and it is, it fucks you up in a whole different way because it's, it's so much more complex and layered. And, you know, Chris Thiele is, uh, of the punch brothers is just doing a whole other thing. Um, so I, you know, all that to come back around to the Squirrel Nut Zippers, even compared to like your Royal Crown reviews and your Big Bad Voodoo Daddies, um, I, I honestly even your your Brian Setzer's like uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers was doing something a lot weirder and a lot different and and playing with sounds and instrumentation and orchestration in, um, a lot different way. And, and they were so good and, and so beautifully odd and, and interesting and, and were my doorway into a whole other complex series of music and, 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 um, man, I just, uh, just love them so much in, and, and, um, uh, a podcast with, uh, a, you know, uh, Nat Fitzgerald, uh, and Jesse, uh, their, um, detuned radio, 
podcast. They they talked about the '90s once, uh, and uh, pointed this out. And it's just the '90s were one hell of a decade for music. Like it is really hard to like understand and to like like sometimes you have I have to really stop and think about like Wu Tang, Nine Inch Nails, the Fugees. Nirvana, uh, the Squirrel Nut Zippers, uh, Alanis Morissette, like all of these things. And I know I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, the ska revival, which is its whole other thing. So you're, 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 uh, no doubts and you're real big fishes. Um, Mary J. Blige, TLC. Like all of this stuff happened in the same ten years, and it's it's kind of amazing and interesting to think about how much music. There's a real argument to be made for the for the '90s were the greatest decade of of popular music ever. Like there was more. And more interesting stuff happening. The Chemical Brothers, the Apex Twin, uh, I think the first fucking Dillinger album, Dillinger Escape Plan album, is 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 in like ninety eight or ninety nine. Uh, Slipknot and Corn and Limp Biscuit all put out their first records in the nineties. Like, uh, so even if you don't like those those genres or records like it is hard to uh ignore their impact on music um fucking kid rock put out his first fucking record that you know i had you know none of us knew that he was going to turn into a boot licking shit bag <laughs> back then uh you know um it it was a really interesting time and and i think what's cool is that even in an interesting time or what's what's for this specific podcast this specific conversation is i i think even in an, an interesting time man the squirrel nut zippers are pretty interesting they are they are pretty amazing and and you know that's it i don't have much more to say than that they were they're a fucking great group um i i haven't i haven't dug into their modern stuff they're still together they're still touring um they have some different members and such but you know who doesn't after 20 or 30 years but um i believe the 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 two people that started it are still in it um so yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to talk about this interesting band from my my teen years and um maybe knowing that I I also fucking had all these Squirrel Nut Zipper records uh will maybe may tell you a little bit more about me and about my musical background and foundation i don't know uh at the very least you know you'll get to listen to these three squirrel and zipper songs that i'm going to play now and get exposed to if you don't know about them like uh 
and they're pretty good. Um, they're pretty interesting. Uh, very, very dark and creepy and fun. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got to talk about this week. Uh, um, I love you very much. Loon the band loves you very much. Uh, be anti-fascist and anti-racist. Be pro black and brown. Be pro trans and queer. Uh, ask yourself what you are willing to do in this time of attorney generals trying to make lists of trans people and families having to flee states. Uh, gender is a myth. Okay. It's a, a box that they built to try and keep us all trapped inside. Free yourself and in freeing yourself, free the world until next time. <laughs>
Or at the hotel paradise This is what I told him As I gazed into his eyes Rooms were made for carpets Towers made for spires Ships were made for cannonade To fire off from inside them Ladies never sang Hallelujah No, no, no Kept out ladies never sang Hallelujah No, no, no Stephen Foster at the Hotel Paradise This is what I told him as I gazed into his eyes Ships were made for sinking Whiskey made for drinking If we were made of cellophane We'd all get stinking drunk much faster <laughs> Come down ladies never sang all the do not No, no, no Come down ladies never sang all the do not